millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of the Culp Option Podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, listen to up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, or give us something to discuss in our new post credit scenes at the end of each episode, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Hey everybody and welcome to the most dumbest looking movies yeah the dumbest the sorry the dumbest looking movies of 2020 part two so this is just continuing on from last week's conversation uh picking up right where we left off so there'll be no introduction in the actual episode beyond what i'm doing right now so welcome my name's aj consider that your introduction uh yep so just like last week's episode uh there will be no time codes in the show notes because we're not really spoiling anything but also like last week's episode there are a few things we said when we recorded this episode two weeks ago that uh you know we've since found out more information on for example we say we don't know what to think of the morbius film because we hadn't seen the trailer whereas now that i have seen the trailer i would say it looks really bad that's just an example uh so yeah beyond that just please enjoy the episode and i'll be back at the end for a little hello and goodbye okay june 19th soul this is the other pixar movie yeah. um i don't know anything about this one there's a trailer for do you want me to tell you sure go ahead entertain me it's about a jazz musician played by is it jamie fox yeah. plays him yeah. um and he uh he's you know right about to have his big break and then he falls down a manhole and he's now he's now his soul because he died and it's about him his journey to the afterlife or to come back to life i'm not sure but it it, it basically looks like hey we don't really want to ruin inside out by doing a sequel to it so let's do the same thing but with spirituality instead of you know mentality it's really interesting especially when they've just done coco like i mean coco yeah, it's, a, did, it's a totally did different something so yeah. similar and it was beautiful and really, really and, and also music was an integral part of it so it's very interesting to go back to that same sort of well mm. yeah mm. well it looks completely conceptually different to coco for what it's worth yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and it's it's scored by trent reznor and atticus Ross. that's right yeah yeah that's no, very fuck, interesting. I'm, I'm coloring this one actually <laughs> Sorry, hey, by the way guys too. while we were talking richard went back and coloured in Wonder Woman 1984. Just, and uh, and was no, planning not to bring it up. And no, and and no, no time, time to die. die. No, I was planning to bring it oh, up. Oh, it was always like that. It was always like that. Um, uh, yeah, and I uncoloured uh, Fast and Furious 9. Uh, anyway, so I think I've got 11 now. I'll and fight. that, children, is peer pressure. Um, okay, same day as Soul. This is a movie um, that I put on my top 10 most anticipated. Um, and I might remove it as we talk about it. Um, King of Staten Island. So this is um new Judd Apatow film. So he hasn't made a film for a wee while. But this is the one. Um, it was written by um, him and Pete Davidson, who almost got married to Ariana Grande. He of the big dick energy. Yeah, the 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 term big dick energy was coined 
to describe him. Um, no and he's, shit. Yeah. yeah. And he's, um, because he's, because people Grande. are like, why are people attracted to him? He's real weird looking and like, he's got BDE. Yeah. Um, well, and also just, just to describe that kind of sense of like devil may care attitude. I'll just wear whatever the hell I want. Yeah. I, I, um, seemingly very confident with not much reason to be that confident. Yeah. Um, but so this is uh, starring Pete Davidson and he, he's one of those ones that I, I think when I see a trailer, I'll make my mind up on this movie because it could go either way. I, I, I don't really like Pete Davidson. I don't think he's a very good actor, but um, it'll be interesting to see this because uh, so his dad died uh, on 9-11. Yeah. Um, he was a firefighter. And he was a firefighter on 9-11 and, and died. And this is kind of about that and dealing with it. And um, A so Judd a- Apatow movie dealing with 9-11. Yeah. How are they going to fit all the marijuana into the story? <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, it's semi-autobiographical for Pete Davidson. I'm doing so I'm finger sure guns towards Judd Apatow and his storytelling crutches. Oh, how are they um, going to? How are they going to cheat on their significant others if it's about 9/11? How is it going to be 40 minutes too long? Um, <laughs> I like. The, it's really interesting, Pete Davidson being like leading his own movie because when he came on to Saturday Night Live, it was very well, like, it very quickly established that he is not even a good actor for sketches mm. like he w- came on as an actor and a writer in the writer's room and they basically had to pull back on him acting and they just went more to kind of like appearances on weekend update yeah because doing like essentially stand up yeah he is a stand-up he is a stand-up comedian and he's pretty good at that but he's just not good at being characters and so i mean i guess as if it's semi-autobiographical he can just be himself yeah but, but so i'm really interested to see how this turns out yeah. and john apatow is an interesting filmmaker who can kind of go either way and I'll well, be he, he can his. do heart like he can yeah, do yeah, yeah. he can do films with heart so it'll be interesting mm. to see him try doing something and like it's that. like one of his only well he co-direct he co-wrote it but um you know following up Trainwreck, i mm. think was his last movie and that was that wasn't written by him either yeah um next up uh top gun maverick now this is a film i haven't seen top gun what neither so Guys, <laughs> take my breath away. I will Apparently before Top Gun's not even that good. No, it's really I've not. Heard... Like before Maverick comes out, I will watch the I first went, one. I went back and watched yeah. Top Gun like a couple of years ago. It is laughable. Like it is so bizarre. Oh, so it's funny. So <laughs> like unintentionally so. Like it's so kind of bombastically like early night like is it late eighties? I think late eighties, yeah, yeah, yeah. early nineties, kind of that kind of like period. It's it's the forebear to um it's the forebear to movies like the late 90s kind of nicholas cage action movies um where alex just just hung up the call and then just came back while you were talking no no i'm sorry you were you were like the the audio visual was like like seven seconds out of sync and i was like this will be quick no one will notice <laughs> almost like two seconds of jeremy talking and but then you came back and you were giggling and i was like, <laughs> like holding back laughter <laughs> that's so funny it's been out it's been like 20 seconds out for you like the whole time i was having anything anyway <laughs> um try and remember where you were oh yeah it's got that kind of, uh, it's kind of the forebear to those late nineties, Nicholas Cage, John Woo kind of, where everything like the action is just so massive and so yeah. bombastic and everyone's yeah. emotions are like, you know, you've got these action heroes, but they're like, Oh, it's just not enough. And they ratchet up the romantic stakes and the action stakes and all that sort of stuff. Um, very, yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise 
is such a good star that he makes it okay and he makes it enjoyable to watch. But like, man, what's really weird is that they have two songs in like basically the whole soundtrack of the movie is just two songs. Like take my breath away. Anytime there's a romantic moment in the movie, they just play take my breath away. And then every time there's like a really cool, like, Oh fuck yeah. Like action moment. They just go, to the danger zone <laughs> it's unbelievable how often they use those same two music cues throughout the movie anyway so i don't have high expectations for the quality of this movie except for the fact that tom cruise because of the mission impossible series seems to be able to surround himself with very good talent and well, so they're just christopher mcquarrie well yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no but like i mean even before they've I done mean, like nine movies together jj abrams um before him was pretty good in, mm-hmm. in the mission impossible series mm-hmm. um so anyway, I, I think I'd say Brad Bird was pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think Tom uh, Tom Cruise, <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. I think it's an interesting proposition. I, I think it will. I think it will be pretty good. And I want to watch the first one for context beforehand. Yeah, absolutely do. It's a classic, and you'll really enjoy it. Mm. Nice. Okay, so uh, next up in the Heights, this is the Lin Manuel Miranda um, musical before Hamilton. Um, Jeremy, is it you that hates Lin Manuel Miranda? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Interesting. Like I, I absolutely recognize his talent. Yeah. I re- like he is amazing. He's incredible at what he does. But for me, I'm a massive fan of musicals, and for and and the type of musical that he does is more of like a rap infused musical, yeah, and yeah. I prefer much more melodic, like classical right, musicals. And so I, I mean, I, I will definitely watch. Yeah, it this this is one of those ones that I think could be quite a surprise big hit. Oh, totally, one hundred percent. Because I think yeah. that in terms of um. I mean, it came out in the early 2000s and it won the Tony, um, In the Heights won the Tony when it came out um, yeah. on Broadway. Did not have a very long run because, I mean, I think he was well before his time. So it was very much a precursor to what he did with Hamilton. Yeah, sure. When you listen to the tra- the music in the trailer, I mean, it's ex- it's just the Lin-Manuel Miranda sound that he perfected with um, with Hamilton. Yeah. But I think because of his success, with it's, everyone's ready to take another look at this. And it's very zeitgeisty it's a movie that's all about immigration um illegal immigrants dreamers you know all that sort of stuff so i think that this dreamers (laughs) dreamers um i think this movie is at the right political moment for america um it'll be really interesting and i mean i haven't i i mean the guy who's directing it uh has previously directed like now you see me and step up to the streets and stuff so not exactly (laughs) (laughs) not exactly oh and gi joe retaliation um yeah it's not even the good one so oh he also uh, but he also directed crazy rich asians so i mean maybe his his quality lead with that next time um (laughs) um but yeah, so it, it'll be very interesting. I think Lin-Manuel Miranda, Lin-Manuel Miranda will have a very heavy hand in whatever's going on, which yeah. is great. Um, he's produces stuff of really high quality. Yeah. So I think it's going to be good. If I had the time, all the time in the world, I would take that clip, Jeremy, of you saying, I'm a real big fan of musicals, and then follow with every single time on this podcast, you've ripped out every single musical we've talked about. But the reason <laughs> I rip them out is because they're not good versions <laughs> yeah, of yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Mamma Mia, the, the La La Land, The Greatest Showman. La La so Land funny, is man. not a musical. All right, <laughs> yeah. All right let's, let's All move right, on. Yeah. All right, uh, okay, next big release, Minions, The Rise of Gru, follow up to the <laughs> fucking... The fuck? Highest grossing animated film franchise of all time. I'm... Isn't... I, that's insane. I can't wait to see Gru rise. Yeah, <laughs> I think you know Gru was always too low for me, yeah, and I want to yeah. see him mm. be erected on a high yeah. plinth. All right, 
There's actually a meme going around at the moment, Jeremy, that you might be interested a in. A minions that, meme? Um, yeah, it's a minions meme that talks about how we all know how Gru is 14 feet tall, and so that it, estima- it estimates the size of his penis based upon the fact that he's 14 feet tall. And fit, fit what tall. parts of the internet do you venture into? I'm mainstream, baby. You're a dad now. <laughs> You're on the You're skirts. a dad. Shut up, dad. We don't want to... <laughs> how big is Gr- Gru's penis? G-O-V-T. .geocities.com Angel Fire Man Okay next up This is an interesting one To talk about Free Guy The Ryan Reynolds um, Hottest film of 2006 (laughs) Precisely This looks so bad I just like You reckon? I look. I, I think it looks, wow. looks awful. I feel like this is made from the bits of other movies that were left on this, the. This just floor. looks like R.I.P.D. This could just be R.I.P.D. too. Yeah. Um. So this is the movie where Ryan Reynolds realizes he's an NPC in a violent video game. It's got Taika Waititi in it. Um. Oh, it just looks awful. It looks so bad. I was so waiting for Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi to get back together on screen. Mm. <laughs> Um, that's They've part made of the that like, marketing campaign for it is them being like, "Oh, I'm so excited to work together for the oh, first really? time." Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So th- this is no Uncanny Valley, Jeremy. <laughs> I think it's a good idea for a for a movie. I think it's a really good idea, actually. But I watched the trailer and I was like, "Why am I so unmoved by this?" I just you know, like, like yeah, I, I expect to be moved by yeah. my shitty no, Ryan Reynolds. Well, I'm I'm frustrated that. It seems like the marketing department for every Ryan Reynolds movie is like, let's take the feel of Deadpool and try to vibe that into all the marketing for any movie that involves Ryan Reynolds. Like that, the way they're like, you know, from the studio that brought you, you know, um, Beauty and the Beast and, uh, you know, like all these romantic movies. That was the best part of the trailer. Yeah, no, no. But like, it's the best part of the trailer because it makes you think of a Deadpool movie, but it's not a Deadpool movie. So tell us what this movie is. Deadpool's become such an important movie for like yeah. modern cinema. Is it in your most reason. important films of the 2010s? No, maybe it should be. Man, man, should that list should be 26 be. movies long now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I, I just think that this just looks like RIPD. Yeah, I just don't really like, want to see it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I probably will. Uh, July 10th, um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Now, this is an interesting movie again because it's a dick move that they made it. But it looks pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's the opposite of Ghostbusters 2016. Man, yeah. it's really great that they've made this movie. And I think it's excellent that they've got like an all-female cast. Ah, <gasps> oh, crap. It looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that Ghostbusters 2016 was terrible, though. Yeah, but it was fine. hard to tell. It was yeah. hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, but um, no one Afterlife. thought it was good though. Like even people who wanted it to be good, they, no one was like, "This actually is a great movie, and it's just as good as the original Ghostbusters." No one said that. Everyone was like, "We're glad it was made." Mm. Yeah. So this, like, um, I, don't, I think it, it looks like it's doing a really good job of honoring Harold Ramis. Um, oh yeah, and 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 his um Spengler character. But um, I love Carrie Coon. Love Paul Rudd. Hell yeah! It looks it looks good. I like I like the rural Ghostbusters. I haven't I haven't seen anything about it. And I like rural Ghostbusters, but I think the trailer was a bit too serious. I thought the mm. tone is a bit too dramatic, and it's all well and good ex- until you remember that the movie's called Ghostbusters, which is such <laughs> an inherently like comic book silly kind of title for a movie, and it works when it's as comical as the original one. It's it's just yeah. 
I so this is the one. The, this is the one formerly non-horror type movie that has been given a horror spin in 2020 that you're not mm, looking forward to. No, it's, it's not. I wouldn't say it looks like a horror movie. It just looks very dramatic. It looks very serious. Yeah. I, I think it looks like until we get the like the theme song, until the theme song drops, it's going to be a very like, oh, where's this movie going? And then it'll be like Ghostbusters. And I think I I, and I like um, I like how the legend of the Ghostbusters is worked into the world of the film. That's always a smart move for like nostalgia sequels when it's like not only now we have an an, an in-universe reason to do fan service because it's like this is, you know this is relevant because it's it's part of the legend um so i i think it looks i'm neutral on it i the trailer didn't blow me away it gave me a couple of concerns but just because it looks serious doesn't mean it'll be bad so mm. yeah yeah sweet uh same day we've got the purge five the fifth purge movie um this one's possibly just called purge um according to wikipedia um it calls wikipedia calls it both but this is um Apparently, the the producer has been like, "Yeah, we've got a great idea for the final one, so it's going to be the best one yet." Which I don't know. I mean, maybe the purge I've never needs. seen a single purge movie, and yeah, I right. didn't even know what they were till I've like seen, midway through last year. I've seen the first purge and the first purge. <laughs> <laughs> I actually only have seen those two. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that's good though. It's good content. Yeah, thanks. You um, are a content creator after all. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like the purge, I think will be a great one for us to cover on film franchise fortnights. It's going to be a really interesting one, one day. when we get around to it. Yeah. Uh, okay, July seventeenth. Um, uh, another uh, tempo film, Tenet, uh, Christopher Nolan's new movie. So, uh, just announced this week to have had a two hundred million dollar budget, which is the highest budget for an original film since Avatar. Wow. Yeah. So this will be probably real good. Mm. Uh, it'll probably be real fucking solid, and everyone will love it. Uh, but the trailer, I'm uh, sort of like Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm just real neutral. I'm like, mm. the, yeah, yeah, cool. The best, the best trailer I've seen for 2020 is Wonder Woman 1984, and I feel like every other one I've been lukewarm to this looks bad on um and this mm. one i'm like this everything about this is like yeah this looks very christopher nolan i love the cast i'm sure it'll be an interesting concept i'm sure it'll be a great film um but am i that i'm only more excited for it because of the director than anything else if nolan wasn't attached to it i don't think i'd be mm. jammed for it or anything it was a really interesting moment for me because you tell me, hey, this year Chris Nolan's releasing his next movie. I was like, oh, I'm so excited, like all the things it could be and all that sort of stuff. And then when the trailer came out and I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, so it's going to be that. Yeah, it's going to be All right, okay, so out of all the possible things that he could do, he's kind of doing another, in- it looks like he's doing another Inception-y yeah, well, type like, it's, movie it's, where it's following like a band of people who are chasing and racing to do something. Yeah, that's yeah it's, it seems like it's... a apparently time travel espionage which christopher nolan tackling time travel espionage excites me but yeah the trailer i but, don't know it, it looked like someone trying to do a christopher nolan trailer yeah yeah and and, and mm. i get i guess time travel espionage is not far enough away from layers of dreams espionage to get me excited about this being a new kind of film mm. like i just was like i mean it I'm, I'm excited about the lead actor i think he it's very cool to see him in the lead role of an action movie. John David Washington. 
I, other than that, I'm like, cool. I, like the thing is, I know it's going to be really good. I'm just mm. the the trailer kind of disappointed me because it brought ev- it brought all the possibilities of everything yeah, Christopher yeah, Nolan yeah. could do, and then made some of it concrete. And I was like, yeah, okay, that that's what I kind of yeah. would have expected if you had asked me to invent like what I probably thought he was going to do next. Sounds like we're all on the same page with yeah. it then. Like we're all yeah. like, it'll probably be great, but I have no reason to be excited for it beyond Nolan's mm. name attached. Just yeah. Yet. But hey, if you're not into Tenet that day, you could also go see Bob's Burgers, the movie. No thanks. Is that still coming out? Yeah, yeah. That was one of the ones that when when um 20th century when Disney scrapped all of the 20th century foxes in development movies, Bob Burgers, Bob's Burgers was one of the ones that like was far enough into production that they kept it. Um, I don't know. I've never watched, but I've watched like one or two episodes, and it's kind of cool. I'm probably not going to watch the movie. Um, July twenty fourth, Jungle Cruise. I am super excited for this. Of course you fucking are. Come on, it's The Rock and Emily Blunt, two of the most likable people in cinema right now, doing like a fun adventure movie. Yeah, I, I, I am, I am ready yeah. for Disney's next Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I attempt. want it to be good. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think there's there's no reason why this won't be good. Like, I think it'll be super. It's a really bold claim. <laughs> No, I don't think there's any reason why this won't be good. Everything about it just says well-made, exciting, good family adventure fun. It looks like The Mummy. It looks like adventure films that we don't get anymore. Exactly. And if they pull it off, I think I will have a similar love for this as I do for the Jumanji reboots. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping, I guess. Yeah, sweet. Uh, okay, cool. He's also, the director's also doing the Black Adam film next year. Which apparently oh. we're still getting. Um, July thirty first, a big, big release for AJ, Morbius, the Living <laughs> Vampire. This is the Jared Leto um, oh. Sumpka film that takes place in the Sony universe of Marvel characters, along with Venom, which we're getting a sequel, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, yeah, Morbius, Jared Leto as a vampire, pretty good casting. It's, I'll admit it. It's good casting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it'll be very a good. Be- an undead being that sucks the life out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like a, a one who who wants to like have sex with himself as well. You know, yeah. like va- vampires are very are very lustful creatures, and I actually think Jared Leto kind of imbues the vampiric yeah. energy quite. quite it'll a be lot. interesting to see if um, his uh, the sword of Damocles hanging over his head in the era of the Me Too movement. Um, will <laughs> wait until after july for 31st to fall um because there are stories going around about him but nothing no official he hasn't been francoed yet yeah dude what? six sort of damocles reference i'm Thank back you. i'm back in year 12 jared leto um yeah <laughs> still maybe stay out of the limelight for a bit dude what no <laughs> fucking let the hammer fall bitch like if he's gonna get if he's done shit then take <laughs> down. I love it, like aj has a personal investment he's like if you have a story about jared leto please get in touch with me i need no. to ruin his career yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> not at that. all not at all no, I, I don't i absolutely get what you're saying <laughs> yeah. but i just love that yeah. it's like the idea that for you like it's like can we get him out of the way? Yeah, please? No, I'm saying it's not in Jared Leto's best interest. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, I the 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 only thing interesting about this movie is the rare non superhero comic book movie. Um, and even this will probably still be a superhero movie to some degree. Whatever. I, I know nothing the, the whole about antihero thing as well. Will be interesting. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, this, I'm, I'm sure movies. there'll be a trailer out for this 
shortly, I imagine, or some kind of it, first it, look. It, it, it started to feel like a movie that wasn't actually happening, and then they confirmed it a couple of yeah, weeks Yeah, and, it, and it, it's been filmed, and they, they yeah, yeah. put pictures on shit. Anyway, um, uh, so you're going to jump ahead almost a month to August 21st, Bill and Ted Face the Music. This is one of those ones where there's a few movies that look all right in that gap. Um, but like they they only just have the title released, so I was like, I can't be bothered. There's, there's to... a bit more information about Bill and Ted. Yeah, no, I'm saying yeah, yeah. So between Morbius oh, and Bill sorry. and Ted, there's like almost a month with nothing, but it's there are stuff. But Bill and Ted face the music. Um, I haven't seen either of the first two movies. Oh, Keanu God. Reeves looks real weird without a beard now. <laughs> Generationally, I can say as the generational representative of the someone who actually did see the originals, yeah. like they're fun. They're totally of their time. I don't really know how they're going to import the kind of sensibility and the comedy sensibility that was there then into a kind of into today's framework i it's mm. just it like you'd never ever ever make an original property bill and ted movie now like it just would not yeah. make sense out of a generation x kind of 90s humor slacker yeah. humor kind of framework and so it'll be really interesting to see if they just try to like rev the whole thing up again or if they do a more modern take on it interesting yeah well it's all about their daughters and shit isn't it yeah right. yeah what i it, it's it's got it's got um flashes of the new uh jay and silent bob movie almost because that's yeah, also yeah. about their daughters um what i when the, this movie was announced as maybe happening fucking years ago like 2013 rumblings of a new bill and ted and this was before the renaissance the Keanu before John Wick right um and I remember hearing about Bill and Ted 3 and being fascinated by seeing like Keanu Reeves after the Matrix return to his character which whether or not he's Bill or Ted I'm not sure (laughs) Um, and uh and I was like it's going to be so interesting to see him an actor who I've only ever seen play very similar roles at that point return to to uh, Bill and or Ted uh and now after you know always be my maybe and a few other things i'm like i'm not as intrigued to see how keanu reeves is going to pull this off anymore he does look weird he looks people are like i can't believe keanu reeves is in his 50s and then you see him in the promo sh- shots of this bill and ted movie and it's like oh, no, I, can, I can believe he's the beard is covering up his age <laughs> yeah yeah um so i've seen the first one uh, years ago, I'd remember nothing about Excellent Adventure. I've always been intrigued by them, though. Um, I, I'm 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 at odds with the title because it's not exactly the format of the previous Bill and Ted movies, but it is kind of enough. The other Ted's were the other ones were like Bill and Ted's something something, and this is Bill and Ted doing something. So mm. not quite as idiosyncratic as I would have liked. Uh, but what are you gonna do? Let's move on. Nothing. Uh, the following week, we got the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which, as a titling scheme, must bring you great pleasure, Alex. Fuck! I forgot that movie existed. Yeah, the Hitman's Wife. What's the first one called? The Hitman's Bodyguard, and now you've got the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Fun. I I'm never just saw living the for the trilogy, which ends with the Hitman's Wife. Swat. No, no, no. The Hitman's <laughs> Wife. Like the Hitman's bodyguard, the Hitman's wife's bodyguard, and then the Hitman's wife. Right. So like transitions right. from one to the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, this is the crossover movie. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. No one was asking for this. I don't know why they did yeah. it. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. Yeah, speaking of shitty Ryan Reynolds movies that <laughs> I don't give a shit about, <laughs> yeah. was the Hitman's Bodyguard like well received? Or no, just, I don't know. But Ryan Reynolds, I is think well it was received. received, and so I think that any producer that has any connection to Ryan Reynolds, like in any contractual way, is going like, how can we get him back to the studio to make another movie for us? Mm. This is probably why that's yeah. Uh, okay, uh, we've also got the Conjuring. 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. Why are you making a sequel? Wow. All right, anyway, move on. Uh, yeah. We don't need to talk about the fucking... Yeah. <laughs> the Conjuring, the devil made me do it. I feel that we don't need to talk about this either. <laughs> uh, I mean, the first two are supposed to be really good. I don't like that this is what the third one's called because it just reminds me of The Devil Dared Me To. Um, remember that New Zealand movie from no. the, the guys from Deja Voodoo? Um you might. I'm holding it up on the Skype. I'm holding up a DVD. I'm holding oh my DVD. word! <laughs> How do you have that right to hand? Hey, How do you? You'll find for, out in a few months. It's for a secret cult popsha project. Oh, that's terrifying. Okay. Um, okay. So I don't know. Has have anyone seen The Conjuring? No. Yeah. Nah. Okay. Well, then we'll move on we'll, to the King's we'll Man. We'll do it for we'll do it for film franchise four nights one day. Yeah. The King's Man. Excited. Um, fucking. I fucking love this title. Yeah. Man. What a fucking, what a great What a title. great way to do an origin story. Yeah. It's such a... It's I'm not crazy about the title. I think I would have preferred the... The, the Kingsman, title. the, the King's Man. Game. <laughs> no, 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 the Kingsman, the King's Man. Yeah. Well, I need it was a colon, called, man. I need a colon. Kingsman, the great game. Um, but yeah, the King's Man is such a... I think it's so clever. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. Um, but then the trailer came out and it's like, oh, this is just a real serious period piece it's like james bond but in that period yeah but um so i'm really interested to see if it does have that kind of matthew vaughan yeah. sense of humor as well like um, a really disgusting joke at the end of it yeah or in yeah. the middle of it <laughs> yeah look i've i feel like we've talked about the kingsman series so much on this podcast i think that i'm i i really like that they're doing a prequel and it's like not part of the trilogy that's going to be you know, it's not the Kingsman three. Mm. Like they've said that that they're still doing that as a separate thing. I I love the 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 exploration they're doing in this franchise. I just wish I liked the franchise more. <laughs> you know, like I'm so I didn't really like the first one. I I I everyone hated the second one, and I was like, sure on it. And I, so it's um, like finally joining me in the hatred. <laughs> I I well, love I the thought first it was one. as good as the first one, but yeah. no one else did. So therefore, I'm wrong. I love I love the first one. I I know the second one's a bad movie, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I like I still had a good time, you know. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for the King's Man. I I, I want to see as further things come out. Um, but I, I am kind of as much as I like the franchise, I am kind of bummed that Matthew Vaughn, uh, much like James Cameron, has just been like. Yeah, I'm just doing this franchise forever now. That's so dumb. Um, these mm. these it feels like we lose we could be potentially missing out on a lot more interesting things. Yeah. Uh all right, September twenty fifth. Um I don't know if anyone is excited for this, but the Many Saints of Newark. I've no um, idea what it is. That's the Sopranos prequel movie with um Oh cool. Tony Soprano played by James Gandolfini's son. Oh right, okay. The um, new the new trend of um epilogue epilogue ish movies to to uh golden era tv shows yeah golden age tv shows uh okay so yeah i I mean that's another one i'm sure it'll be good um and and i'm sure like it'll be great for fans of the series um then also that day we've got the trial of the chicago seven uh that's aaron sorkin's new film he wrote and directed it it's got a really good cast um i'm always wary when aaron sorkin directs his own writing like right the second this is the second time he's done it 
Well, yeah, because the last and time he was he did weary it, the first time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's just like when when someone who is that verbose and creates scripts that are like excellent, but they need they need some discipline to them. Hmm. I just think someone who's an auteur, auteur, um, in one area shouldn't be allowed to kind of like try to bring that to. It's it's like um Wally Fister when he went and directed his own movie, and it's like ah oh, you're a really amazing cinematographer, but like as a director maybe not. Um, so yeah. Well, I mean, just how good was the Social Network? <laughs> Understatement of the of the year. Um, you know, and that and that Sorkin directed. That's one of the best screenwriters directed by one of the best directors. Exactly of, exactly. of our time. And so and, I'm just like, I mean, it'll be a really great script. Um, but it'll yeah, be interesting agreed. to see what the quality of the movie is. Uh, also that day, we've got uh, Last Night in Soho. This is Edgar Wright's new film. Hell yeah, man. Thomas and McKenzie, um, who's the girl from Jojo yeah, Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's also got Anya Taylor-Joy in it. It's a horror movie. Um, Edgar Wright doing a horror movie? Yeah, he's always wanted so to. So intrigued by this. That's cool. cool man. Yeah. yeah I don't Edgar know. Wright I'll, horror? Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, I want to see a trailer before I put it on my top 10, I think. Um just because our Baby Driver was a little bit Ooh, like... Oh, Baby Driver. I remember that. that baby Driver a, just didn't excite that me. That was a time for you. Films have. Pardon? That was just a time for you, like going and seeing Baby Driver and being like, oh, okay, crap. This wasn't everything I thought it was going to be. Really? You remember that more than I do. <laughs> I just remember you were like, Igorite, new movie from Igorite. And then you were like, oh, it's Baby Driver. Okay. Baby Driver was nothing special dressed in the clothes of something very special. And exactly, I think a yeah. lot of, like, like people like me and Richard are like, Edgar Wright's target audience, you know, yeah, like totally, and totally, and it's it's frustrating, I think, to get a movie where you really want to like it, and then as it goes through, it's not till two days later that you realize you didn't like it that much. Yeah. I, I like Baby Driver fine, yeah, so. but it wasn't. So now it, we're in like the once bitten twice shy kind of moment where you're like, oh, I'll 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 reserve my judgment. Until but I also, uh, in New Zealand, Baby Driver and Dunkirk same came out on the same day, and I was blown away by Dunkirk, and so it kind of like stole yeah. some of the enjoyment yeah. from Baby Driver. Yeah, yeah, good point. But Oh yeah, last night. So I, I'm reserving judgment at the moment. I, I imagine it will be good, and I and I probably enjoy it. But um, it takes a lot for me to get excited by a horror movie. Mm. And you think Edgar Wright would be enough to do that? And maybe he is. I don't know. What I'll stop talking. Anyway, um, <laughs> October second, Venom two, presumably subtitled Maximum Carnage. Andy Serkis directing it. Yeah. Hell yeah! Our favorite. I'm, I'm fucking excited for Venom two. I had it on my top ten until I removed it for um. I don't know. Wonder Woman 1984. Wonder Woman <laughs> um, Venom, Venom 2 is, is next to um to The Suicide Squad, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, on like um sequels to critically panned superhero movies where it's it kind of feels like they're maybe soft rebooting it with the same cast <laughs> for a sequel. Um so that that's cool. That that I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm more concerned about the Tom Holland's inevitable cameo in Venom. I'm too, more concerned so. about Woody Harrelson's wig, and hopefully they yeah. do something better with it. Yeah, he, sh- <laughs> um, he shaved his head in between movies. Yeah, so. um, I don't know. Venom Two, I think, has the potential to be a lot of fun. But the same days that we've got a film coming out called Bios, it's B I O S, but it's like in caps. Um, but so uh, Tom Hanks is the last man on Earth, um, and he's like a, an ailing inventor. And so he invents a robot played by Caleb Landry Jones to protect his dog after he dies. Baby Boomer movie. What the heck? Allegory, no, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it sounds great. Eh? Allegory for trying to protect like your fortune after you die. Okay, it's a huh, real cynical yeah, way to look at it. 
Um, no, that's I like that. I like Mr. That. I'll watch really Tom Hanks in anything. I will. Um, but just, yeah, this this movie, I think, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm here. For everyone, it. every every legacy actor needs a Last Man on Earth movie. Eh? Mm. <laughs> I've had one. <laughs> Have you, Jeremy? I've had one. Uh, no, I haven't. Weak. Yep. All right. Um, speaking, <laughs> of, <laughs> speaking of weeks, uh, one later than Venom Two and Bios, we've got uh, nice. Death on the Nile. You know something bizarre? Like Knives Out has made me excited for this movie. Really? <laughs> like just 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 being real excited about about Knives Out as a Who Done It has yeah. made me be like, fuck, I should check out um, Orient Express, and so I can be you know in time for so, Death on the Nile. Orient, the original Orient Express was amazing, and Kenneth Branagh's like reversion of it. I was I was I have looking, on Blu-ray, but I haven't got right to I was it looking yet. forward I've to it. I've actually seen like the last half of it already. <laughs> I was looking forward to it and it just wasn't wasn't as good. And Kenneth Branagh normally can do really, really good literary adaptations. It's yeah, kind of like, like look at Artemis Fowl. <laughs> oh right, okay. Well like he he's the master of like his his what Shakespeare adaptations are excellent. Yeah. And so doing kind of, you know, the literary greats is should be his bag. I wanted Midnight, uh, Midnight on the Express to be better than it was, um, but I'm totally. I think he gets the genre, and I think that these classics. I love the fact that he's got Army Hammer and Gal Gadot, or Gal, Gal Gadot, I think mm. is the actual way to pronounce it. Um, again, he's getting a really good cast, so yeah. let's. Yeah, I think it's be good. Mm. Um, same day as that, we have a movie which uh, I think is going to get memed the hell out of when the trailer's released. I'm so excited about this. Uh, the Witches. Uh, Robert um, Zemeckis is The Witches. Now, Robert Zemeckis is... Um, we've we've sort of realised, AJ, we've spoken about this before, that his style is using CGI where it's not necessary. <laughs> and so The Witches, which was... The first one was directed by Nicholas Rogue, who's like... Be- does beautiful, like, body horror kind of stuff in the same vein as um, David Cronenberg. Um, and because The Witches is all about, you know, this kind of, like, horror elements and how disgusting and um deformed they become uh and i'm sure he's gonna do that with kind of like dodgy cgi and it's gonna look real weird so it stars um anne hathaway as the head witch and a lot of people were like she's too young for that when um uh when she was first announced but she's actually older than angelica houston was uh when she filmed the original it's just everyone remembers angelica houston as being Mm. a big adult when they were young but they've grown so, up with so the her. what is the witches is, is that just, a Roll Dahl yeah, movie? Roll Dahl movie. Uh, Roll yeah. Dahl book, sorry. Um it's you know, The Roll Dahl movie is you never you, you, you always live twice or you only live twice. Yeah. The James <laughs> yeah, Bond yeah, movie. Yeah, totally. Roll Dahl wrote that movie. <laughs> oh, and also um Chitty Chitty Bang Bang mm. with Ian Fleming. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um anyway. Uh yeah, so the remake of that Octavia Spencer Stanley Tucci, I think it's going to be great. Uh I think it's I think it might fall to, um, yeah, it, it might suffer from some Zemeckian, late Zemeckian All right. Well, issues. I will put $10 on the fact that it is going to be good and not bad. Okay. Late stage Zemeckian. I'll, put, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll bet $100. Have, oh, whoa, holy crap. Two hundred. Um, <laughs> no one challenges right, me. Ha- Richard I and I just it. shook hands. Yeah. So yeah. keep an eye end of the year about whether it's good or bad, and I can't wait for you to love it, but it be like critically <laughs> panned and be like, I I thought it was good, no, so no, I win no, the ten dollars. No. The, the conditions of this is it will go by like critical popular general. It has um, to get at least sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, not even that. It has to be more than that. 
It anyway. has to be certified fresh, bitch. Yeah, okay. which is uh, 75. Oh, right, okay. Um, you get fresh and certified fresh. They're different. Um, so, uh, next up, uh, one that's on my top 10, uh, Halloween Kills. I'm excited for this. Hell, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, the, oh, the, Will it be good, ones. though? It, it's or not going to be just... in my. T- I, I guarantee this will not be in my top ten of the year. If it is, something's yeah. gone horribly wrong. But th- this is um, like last year. I had a ha- had Happy Death Day to you. Um, something I'm really looking forward to. But there's an upper limit to how good it can be. Um, and like mm. to be considered a su- success, it doesn't need to be fantastic. Like the um, the 2018 film was good, but it wasn't as good as the original. Um, and we kind of, for a moment, thought this is going to be the best one. Um, but yeah, hell yeah, have more fun with it. Like, I, I'm yeah, curious I'm, to I'm see a, what I, a 2020 version of uh, too many sequels to a horror movie looks like. Yeah, yeah, I kind of want to... I'm cautious. I, I think I'm very cynical about this because like, I kind of w- just wish that ended it in Halloween 2018. I think the ending would have been more powerful if if you'd seen jason get like absolutely michael. no J- michael get absolutely decimated at the at the end of it i think the cooler thing for who, who's the director again david gordon green david gordon green i think the coolest thing cooler thing for david gordon green to do would be to do these um ignoring previous sequels sequel to other horror icons i think that would be a, a way more interesting brand to try and mm. establish than yeah. than to do more sequels to Halloween. Yeah. It's also worth noting as well that um, this is being followed a year later by Halloween Ends, so it's a definitive trilogy. Um, well, it's a quad- quadrilogy all up, though, because the original Yeah, yeah, but like canon. the sequels is like, you know, yeah. they've, they've planned it, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we're just racing through these end-of-the-year ones. Um, October 23rd, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Well, now, this is a new film, Taylor Sheridan, who did Wind River um oh cool and uh how good was wind river richard yeah man <laughs> um, <laughs> go, and, go listen um, to our, our patreon podcast <laughs> to see how much we loved wind river howl of high water and um sicario all those kind of movies he wrote sicario didn't direct it but um so this is a female driven neo western starring angelina jolie again pretty Fuck light on yeah, man. details but yeah taylor sheridan's neo westerns hell yeah he's great um so that's more of just like a hey have a look this thing's coming out what's that okay. called again uh, those who wish me dead. I'm gonna add that to my letterboxed. Nice. Not, um, not right okay. Now. <laughs> November sixth. I'll do it when I'm editing this. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> November sixth. The Eternals. Um, I put this on my top ten most anticipated. Um, I guess because we know less about it, it's easier to be anticipated than Black <laughs> Widow because it's like you know, like you said with Tenet, it could mm. be anything. Um, yeah. It could even be a boat. November is. <laughs> November is very late for a Marvel movie, isn't it? Yeah, Marvel this year this year Marvel's been kind of, is kind of all over the place. November's when um fucking uh Spider-Man Far From Home should have come out. Anyway, yeah. um um but yeah, the Eternals. Um so apparently um this is uh directed by uh so it's using a lot of like practical um sets and stuff like that, cool. which going a cosmic film sp- apparently spanning thousands of years. Um kind of exciting um and i didn't know that that does make it exciting yeah Yeah. um and the cast is cool and also so like as far as i'm aware you know in guardians of the galaxy they go to that place called nowhere and it's a giant head yeah that's the head of an eternal yeah um so that's the characters that this is going to be about um for for some reference as far as i thought that was a head of a of a celestial yeah 
Are they? I think are the Eternals or Celestials? I, I can't remember. Um, I love that you Jeremy. looked at me as you asked the question, <laughs> as if to ask me for yeah. help, and I was like. Are you coming to me for MCU lore? Like, um, <laughs> I interpreted nowhere to be the head of a god. Like, that's basically yeah. what they're saying. So I don't know if the Eternals are the same thing. They might be though. Be pretty big. Oh yeah, no. So yeah, I think they're they're. they're oh, yeah, yeah. I think there's there's some crossover, but they're not necessarily. There's the same. a relationship between them. Yeah. Um, what, okay. Anyway. The most interesting thing about what this this movie existent this movie's it's existence how Jake is Kamal Nanjiani is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, is 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 how it's going to justify itself and set itself apart from Guardians of the Galaxy of being another very similar design for an MCU film. Mm. Like a team of cosmic superheroes. It's like we've seen that before, so why is this one different? Why does this one have to be made? Why is this one of the one two punches of phase four? You know? Yeah, it, it is. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm so intrigued by this film, and much in the same it's way. It's a lot it of characters, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of characters. Um, great cast, and so, uh, yeah, and I, I'm intrigued to see them doing a lot of practical effects as well. That could be quite cool. Um, but yeah, moving on. Same day as that, we've got a film called Stillwater. So this is um Tom McCarthy directed, who directed Spotlight um and matt damon stars in it it's uh this guy he's like an oil rig worker or, or something and his daughter abigail breslin uh gets arrested in paris the true story of abigail breslin yeah. getting arrested um, in paris. And, and paris uh and so he like flies there to try to get her out of prison Th- this is um it's like a spiritual sequel to taken it could be a why well, <laughs> taken to prison th- it seems like this could be um <laughs> If, if Taken was an Oscar-worthy film, um, because it's Tom McCarthy. Ah. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, November 13th, uh, Cliff of the Big Red Dog. No, what the I fuck? Mean, I, love- yeah, I had Cliff no idea. Dog, I love the book. Uh, this actually comes out um, early 2021 in New Zealand. But oh. Is this, is this going to be like a live-action Cliff live of the action. Big? Live-action, giant CGI dog. It's a spiritual sequel to Cats. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> It's a, just a man on all fours. James Corden, just like as an oh. enormous red Who's dog. playing Clifford? Shall we uh, <laughs> see if I could find... Announce the Clifford on. casting, you cowards. <laughs> okay, uh, you guys are going to just stall for a moment. Live action film adaptation. Oh, Jeremy. 3.3, 3.3, th- 3. live action film adaptation. Throw, throw out names for who should play Clifford. Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, the Rock. Dave um, Bautista. Yes. Um, um, Jack Whitehall's in it. John Cleese. Keenan Thompson. <laughs> Keenan Thompson is Clifford the Red Dog. He will no, be. He's not, well, he's not necessarily Clifford. No, he will be. Keenan Thompson's a good cast for Clifford. Oh, Jack Whitehall. Um, that's been directed by the guy who made um, Van Wilder, Wild Hogs, and Old Dogs. <laughs> Wild well, Hogs I, and I Old pulled dogs. his name out the other day as a joke for who should direct yeah, he did, Doctor yeah. Strange 2. <laughs> he also made Alvin and the Chipmunks the road chip. Yeah, he's replacing um, David Bowers. Um, uh, who so he probably, can't, Wimpy, I guess. he probably can't do Doctor Strange 2 then. Um, yeah. the, if, if, the, the rule for, until it's announced of who's going to direct Doctor Strange 2 is just throwing out names of directors who have directed like fine okay movies yeah, from yeah. in the past um keenan thompson will play clifford but imagine if it was john cleese imagine if they were going for that the john cleese brand does clifford talk like clifford why talks. does anyone need to play clifford he talks 
And he has dog okay. friends who also talk. And there's a little girl whose name is Emily, Mary Emily or something. It's like a hyphenated name. And, All right. And they this love each other. This is AJ's And what commentary does it make about race and society? The reason that Clifford is so big is because he was the runt of the litter. But Emily Mary, whatever her name is, loved her so loved him so much that he grew to be the big red dog, um, serving as a cautionary tale to do not love things too much or else <laughs> they will Is become- that why you're so short, AJ? Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Well, that, was a, that was a one-two punch of making fun of my height and telling me nobody loves me. Hey, there's also Clifford's Clifford's Puppy Days, or whatever it's called, oh, yeah, which is when right, he was yeah. a little puppy and he's the smallest dog. Why um, do I know this? So, also that day, there's a movie called... <laughs> Why do I know this? There's a movie called Deep Water coming out. So this is uh, Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas star as a married couple... Um, Seriously, who like, are at odds with each gross. other um, because they've fallen out of love. Um, so they start to begin to play dangerous mind games with each other, eventually leading to a murder. And uh, this is actually technically released by Disney, and it's their first um, erotic film since the nineties. Because they uh, under Miramax, they yeah, yeah, Miramax um, was all about. But yeah, man, what a fucking ugh cast for um a married couple. Yeah, I do you know. think do I'm you think like... Ben Affleck's gonna be like I've fallen out of love with you? You're not the same woman I married when you were 14 years old. Yeah. <laughs> you're not the same woman I married when I had got my enormous Phoenix Rising back tattoo. Oh, God. Like, it's just such like. <laughs> please, a... please tell me that's gonna be a major feature. More Ben Affleck back tattoo memes. More Ben Affleck back tattoo memes. So we need, we yeah. cannot let this fade into oblivion. This is such dated uh, casting. It just sounds like Gone Girl. You know how he, no, but in Gone Girl, he's with Emily Ratajkowski, and it's like the point is because he's a creepy old man, and she's yeah. too young for him. And uh, Anna, she's Anna, actually like eighteen in that movie. Anna de Armas is like, you know, very, <laughs> very Emily Ratajkowski. You know what I mean? I thought we were. I thought we were beyond the whole like meme, uh, the, you know, the whole norm of like casting young, young, yeah. very attractive women to be with like aging film star men. Oh, he's so old now as well. Fuck, that's uh, gross. Uh, ben Affleck is forty-seven and she's thirty-one. That's not that bad. <laughs> I full-on thought she was like twenty. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was she was our age. <laughs> I thought he was like sixty. Man, she two. played <laughs> real young. She played real young in Knives Out. Eh? Mm, yeah yeah she fully came across yeah. as 24 and knives out um yeah but i don't know still it's such a like just ooh, she would never it, be it, with it's him like in real life. it's like fetish casting <laughs> oh. she would never be she would never love him <laughs> 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 she would never do that my beautiful um, okay so november 20th we have a film which was supposed to come out in march and for months i was like we fucking haven't seen a trailer this isn't coming out in march um godzilla versus kong um yeah, I don't know. It's going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it got bumped so far and they held off releasing anything about this for so long. Uh, I do not have high hopes for this film. There was a time when I would have been quite looking forward to this, but um, Adam Wingard's um, Death, Death Note, Note adaptation was fucking horrendous. Un- unwatchable. Um, Unwatchable. As the as the anime guy of the podcast, <laughs> I was offended by that adaptation. I stopped watching Death Note, the movie, because it was unwatchable. Yeah. Um, and you watched le- all of Legally Blondes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, here's he the thing, to. right, is that there was a time when people were discussing cinematic universes. And people were like, the only good one is Marvel. But 
maybe the there can be another good one in Legendary's MonsterVerse. And, well, this is going to fucking be the last one. Like, <laughs> you know, the, what, yeah. there was a time like, when we were wondering where do they go after Godzilla vs. Kong? Nowhere. That's the answer. Yeah, because the, the, the only reason we're getting this is because they're already so far into production yeah. when uh, the... C- cinematic abomination of um king of the monsters which f- stop fucking being it's apologetic fucking to that movie it doesn't deserve it bad fucking movie Just terrible Even the movie. stuff that you think oh no this is what a godzilla movie should be fuck off i've seen all 35 yeah of them. yeah i don't get them i've seen all of them <laughs> fuck you imaginary um, straw man in my head being okay. like rise of skywalker yeah november 25th raya and the last dragon um so this is uh the new disney movie like from the Ant 3D Animation Studio, what's it called? Uh, Raya and the La- Raya or Raya and the Last Dragon, R A Y A. Um, so it's about someone who goes to find the Last Dragon. The Last Dragon is voiced by Orkafina. Okay. Who weirdly Orkafina's like now one of my like, you know, my artists that I'm really intrigued by. What's and- the name of a like Orkafina sense if she's just rising for the first time? I don't know. An Orkafinasus. Like- <laughs> An orca phoenix. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, orca phoenix. Like yeah, genesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Orca Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really intrigued by her. Um, Is this after... a serious movie? What? No, like it's just it's from the same, you know, um, Frozen, Moana. Oh right. Yes. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. like this, this, this will be big. I'm sure it'll be great. But there's just there's not very much information on it yet. Mm. Like we don't we don't know what the characters look like or anything like that. I was yeah I was I was wondering what the next one in the you know new Disney was going to be. Yeah. So that's really interesting. It's interesting that this is coming out the same year as they do the Mulan re-release. Why? I'm assuming based on the fact that it's the last dragon. It's like a it's actually sort a, of... a, a phoenix in Mulan now though. They've re remade Mushu mm. into a phoenix. Oh right, but yeah. I mean. I'm assuming that it's like a Chinese type, uh, like world that they're. I thought, uh, Jeremy, I thought in. you were going to be like, yeah, but they've got Eddie Murphy back for him, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, oh, I yeah, reckon this will be like a like a like a medieval, like English dragon kind of story. That's what I'm. No, it, nope. do, it does look a little bit Chinese. Oh, actually, it does. Like, okay. Yeah, I mean the fact that they've got Aquafina voicing, I would assume, uh, very very good leads point. me yeah. to kind of believe that. Yeah, uh, yeah, Aquafina's voicing the dragon, not the um thing although the dragon can transform into a human interestingly yeah um seems boring but all right (laughs) (laughs) okay up next we've got a film called dune oh my god so this is it right this is going to be the best movie of the year right 100 percent. yeah yeah this has to be this movie's going to change lives this movie is going to (laughs) here fuck it like here's my lofty proclamation about dune this is going to be the next fucking mad max fury road kind of tentpole blockbuster are you a big fan of the book AJ? no i just think that this has got all the signs of of something like that happening you know what i mean like this is this is going to be the the midpoint between blockbuster popcorn film and um prestigious oscar you know yeah 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 yeah. like this will this will win oscars i think this is this is going to be the movie that that kicks off what we talk about when we talk about what defines the 2020s Interesting. Yeah. You're just like totally not a believer. 
No, I think it's going to be great. I just didn't expect AJ to come in that hot. Oh, uh, I mean... Because you're a fan of the book, right, Jeremy? I'm ne- I I know nothing. Like, the only thing I know about June is, like, what I've watched on, like, YouTube, kind of like, what the hell is June? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, So yeah. I thought you were such a big fan because you no, were no, real no, into the book. So I no, was it's like, Denis Villeneuve. That I was like, like, yeah, yeah, I love Denis Villeneuve. Um, big, big budget kind of sci-fi adaptation of an essentially unfilmable no- novel. Mm. Uh, but I didn't want to, you know, sound too excited because I didn't want to step on your toes being a big fan of the source material. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think this is probably yeah in the running to be the best film of the year. Um, the cast is fantastic. Um, I just think it's fascinating that this could be the first like conceptual sci-fi film to really be in the running to win Best Picture. Interesting. Mm. Like, like it's a full genre movie, like very kind of dense nerd kind of fan base book that's been adapted before and was like batshit insane, but everyone was like kind of in awe of it. Yeah. And then didn't even know was like, this is my project. This is the one I yeah, want to yeah. do. And I like, I'm like, yes, this is what you do yeah. when you have I'm- the money and the support to make whatever you want to watch. You don't make Doolittle. Yeah. yeah. I'm still um, seeing conflicting reports about whether it's um, going to be two movies or not. I th- right. I, well, well, regardless, it could be a series, but yeah. like, like every there, there is a TV show coming though. Um, that's right. He's yeah, doing, he's he's going to be ex- the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's doing right. the sisterhood. Every single um, every single actor you've never seen like the, the pairings, the, the, all these actors in this movie, you haven't seen them in movies together. Can like, you read off the cast quickly? Uh, yeah, yeah, Tim- I'll read off the Tim- cast. So Chalamet, Rebecca, Rebecca Ferguson, Ferguson Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Josh Zen- Brolin, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, <laughs> David Batista, Zendaya, David Dalmas, Desmalchian, um, Charlotte Rampling, Jason Momoa, Javier Bardem, Chang Chen. Holy shit. group of actors. The yeah. best like, actors around at the moment. <laughs> like, yeah, Jason Momoa. There's no one better than Jason Momoa. <laughs> but like Charlotte Rampling, right? She like had a massive Oscar season two years ago. Like, you know, like all of these people are just at the top of their game or like very interesting actors who like the best kind of arty directors want to work with. And he's managed to kind of like capture a whole bunch of them all together at once. And also what I really love is that it's not people he's really worked with before as well. So Mm. like for each movie, he's kind of assembling his own little group for just like rather than Nolan, who like seems to, sort of yeah. carry actors with him he's sort of like yeah, oh, yeah. i just love it i love everything about it it's, oh, yeah i'm so excited Vin- Din- dinner's villeneuve or however you say it is a french Dine. nolan i think and i think yeah. that his he is he is like he has absolutely proven himself as a director blade runner 2049 is one of my favorite films of the past 10 years of, and of all time really because i've only been alive for two and a half ten years so therefore <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know how to overstate or understand state or what i'm trying to say i just feel like this is something very special like this is yeah. going to be something unlike any movie from I, from the past few years i think june is from what i understand it's it's quite an alienating it's a dense world yeah and so it'll be interesting to see how that if it's that a very complex yeah uh, because i imagine at the big fans of the novel you know because there's like Jess downloaded for her Kindle because she wanted to read the book, and it was like um, June and 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 um, related stories or something like that. It was over nine thousand pages long. Holy, um, <laughs> yeah! And so I think that for massive fans of the book and the world, um, they could be like, you, you know, that they could cut out a lot of stuff that I think would be really valuable for, or the you know they expect kind of audiences to be a bit more on board with it. 
Um, whereas I think, uh, I mean, we saw it played around 2049 that just general audiences weren't willing to, to do that. Yeah. Um, I think he will. I don't. I have faith in this movie. Not that it'll necessarily yeah. be better than 2049, but there has got to be some lesson learned from 2049 in terms of keep, of audience retention, right? I, yeah. I think what's re- what's going to be f- what I'm really looking forward to actually, like, is going to be the marketing for this movie. Yeah. Because it's you you're having to. It's kind of like Lord of the Rings, right? Where you're having to invite the general public into mm. a very specific fantasy world yeah and so you kind of have to educate people that they want to see it and so i think that there's going to be i mean obviously there's massive studio money behind this movie and so i think that it's going to be fascinating to watch the studio marketing machinery really ramp up for this mm. yeah yeah well, because it's it's releasing a week before christmas so this is kind of one of the big mm. studio releases of the year although interestingly um june i think i can't remember which studio is doing june but um Opposite that, we have West Side Story, which is 20th Century Fox slash Disney. And that's Steven Disney's big, big Christmas release. Um, mm. And because, you know, so for like, they had Star Wars for a few years. And then after West Side Story, they've got alternating Avatar and Star Wars um, around their Christmas release. But West Side Story is kind of filling in. So that's going to be, there's going to be a massive push to make this the biggest film of the year, West yep. Side Story. So weird, man. West Side Story. Is that a good musical, Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a. It is a really. It's a classic musical. It's yeah. like Sondheim, who's a really extremely famous um, composer. He did the lyrics for it, um, but it's kind of like a cross. But what's really interesting about um, West Side Story is that the choreography has been set in stone for that musical from like the very beginning. So it's very very famous choreography that like if you if you're gonna do West Side Story anywhere in the world you cannot change the choreography of the dance. Yeah. Like interesting. And and so like from the nineteen sixties, I think it was. Yeah. And yeah. so it's very outdated. And I think I'm pretty sure that Steven Spielberg has got the rights to change the choreography for oh. this new version of it. Because there was a previous film version of it, obviously in the nineteen seventies, I think. Yeah, which is um worth pointing out. Rowan from Cult Popture, that's one of his favorite movies of all time. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. West West Side Story is one of those things where the dance is so ubiquitous that people parody it without even knowing what it is like oh, you'll totally. get you'll get people my sister's age doing the yeah you know as, as a as a representation of i'm making a joke about musicals having never heard of <laughs> the west side story you know yeah yeah totally and um really interesting they've got maddie ziegler like the girl from the chandelier video um oh, she's cool. she's in it she's one of the main roles um Corey Please. Stoll from um from House of Cards, the bl- the bald guy from House oh, of yeah, Cards, the bad guy from Ant Man. Jeremy, yes. not to not to um, meaninglessly correct you, but I do think this is interesting. The movie is from 1961, the original movie. Oh right, not, yeah, not, yeah. Not so the, the 70s, show but, was from the 1950s. Mm, but th- that's almost more captivating. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that, it's that old. Yeah. Fuck it. Oh, hell. totally. Fuck, the the, the fact movie. that it hasn't. Yeah, they, they. I mean, I remember when they brought the um they brought the show to Auckland at the Civic Theatre. And they would, you know, the reviews were kind of like, man, like, it's terrible that they're still having to do the same exact choreography <laughs> as we've been seeing for like, you know, fifty years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, strange, day. strange move. I think that's a strange. It's weird the movie's being made, and it's weird that it's in that spot. But I yeah. guess you know. We'll uh, see. But another film in that spot, the kind of like big comedy release, because they always do like a, a comedy. If you don't want to see that, uh, coming to America. That's two, the number two, right, which yep. is the sequel to Coming to America to T.O. Um, yeah, and that's going to infuriate AJ. Nah, it's all good. 
It's all gravy. Um, yeah, I haven't seen the original, but uh, it's another one that I'll probably watch before I see it and then Wait, so I can go see this. This is like the original Eddie Murphy movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where oh my roles. gosh. Yeah. yeah, it's Eddie Murphy's Eddie Murphy's back. James Earl Jones is back. Wow. <laughs> well, do you, have you seen the original, Jeremy? Oh, I mean, like, I haven't seen, I haven't seen it, but I've like seen like a behind the scenes and kind of like there was a whole, um, you know, the TVNZ uh, thing that they had on the movies yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. the decades yeah. that like in the eighties, they did a big section on coming to America and kind of like its influence and like yeah. Eddie Murphy at that time. And so it's just so interesting that Eddie Murphy out of all of his movies would revisit that particular one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they were in the Eddie Murphy songs. Um Murphy songs. Uh, with uh, Dolomite is my name, which was great. Um, was so good. Uh, but also that day, supposedly we have Uncharted coming out, and no fucking not way, fucking happen. <laughs> no fucking on, way. On your on your spreadsheet in front of you, you've you've written next to it. Yeah, right, LMAO. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So December twenty third, we're on the home stretch. Um. We've only got like twenty movies left to talk about. Um. Really. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Tom and Jerry, uh, we're finishing out the ones that have release dates and then we've got a bunch that don't yet. Uh, uh there's a Tom and Jerry movie, a live action, I think. Fuck um, off. No. <laughs> Only, okay. I'll watch it. If, if Tom looks like the cats from cats, <laughs> that's the only um, reason I watch the Tom and Jerry movie. All right. Let me just double check before I commit to saying that it's, um, live action. Um, yeah, no, it's live action slash animated so weird man so weird yeah well i mean if it's done the same style as like her friend roger rabbit that would be kind of fun yeah but it's yeah yep yeah <laughs> uh okay anyway um then christmas day we've got the last duel which is um ridley scott's directing it it's a screenplay from uh matt damon and ben affleck wow they haven't run together in a while and they're also starring in it um yeah, it's like a period piece. It doesn't interest me as much as the other one they were going to be writing, which was the, about the monop- McDonald's Monopoly scandal. They were like writing a film about that, about yeah, really? how that guy um, would essentially like stole them all and what got gave his friends all the winning ones. But there was a 20th Century Fox um, thing that Disney cancelled. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, we've got a film called The Tomorrow War. This is like a big sci-fi epic. It's um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is starring in it. It's his first time producing. Uh, And uh, I don't think he doesn't inspire the most confidence in me as a producer. No, not at all. Like I've, I've, I actually have, I follow a lot of, hate him. No, I follow a lot of actors on Instagram and I keep like every now and then, like I'll see someone's story and I'm like, ah, why am I following you? I did that to Chris Pratt the other day. I like unfollowed him after watching his story. He's just been like, doing instagram stories from the set of the tomorrow war and everything about it just looks so done before and just ugh. i feel like yeah. if tomorrow is in your film title it kind of makes me not want to see it for some reason yeah it's um chris mckay's directing it who did um is that an intentional throwback to you saying that um tomorrow never dies is the best james Bond <laughs> title? it's not a good yeah it's not a good movie though <laughs> I was more thinking of um, Tomorrowland or Tomorrow When the War Began, which apparently probably isn't even that bad. I wasn't bad at all. The books are great. The movie's it. not. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it's it's the first live action film, Chris McKay, who did um, the Lego Batman movie. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, it's got J.K. Simmons in it. Uh, the fate of a futuristic war rests upon one man's abilities to confront the ghosts of his past. Humanity is losing an, to an alien invasion, so to fight back, scientists develop a way to draft soldiers from the past to fight the war. Oh, no. Fuck yeah. 
That sounds kind of cool. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Okay. Um, dokie. So that's all the films we have that have uh, dates. Um, and then there's now, um, because Netflix fucking released all their <laughs> films they're doing, but they don't release uh, their release dates. So we've got a whole bunch to get through. So uh, let's do it. So there's a couple of films that don't have dates, but they're not going to Netflix. So um, first off, and some of these might not even come out this year, but we've got The French Dispatch, which is Wes Anderson's new movie. Mm. Um, so it's uh, initially reported to be a musical. Um, it may or may not be. Um, apparently it's a love letter to journalists and it stars Timothy Chalamet, Francis yeah. McDormand, Tilda Swinton, Leah Sado, uh, Benicio Del Toro, Saoirse Ronan, Bill Murray, Jeffrey Wright and Owen Wilson. Imagine if I just launched into the same diatribe I did with June for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Timothy Chalamet and Saoirse Ronan are like, you know, they're born to be in Wes Anderson films. Yeah. And also, like, how gutted would you feel if you were an actor of the same age-ish as Timothy Chalamet and like around like the similar kind of vibe as him um, that he's there in Hollywood at the same time you're trying to get work. Like he's um, in everything. Him and, him and Ansel Elgort were in, were in the same class. Really? At, at acting school, yeah. Wow. Um, And one- But, but he's just doing everything, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, at least fucking... Ansel Elgort, Elgort has other movies. Like he's yeah, yeah. doing stuff, but like- Every film where there needs to be like sort of a young male kind of like dashing but sort of you know interesting, mm. intriguing man, it's him. Mm. He's there. He's doing it. It's yeah. me, Timothy Chalamet. His his schedule must be insane. Mm. He's fucking good. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. Like Little Woman. I was like, ah, oh, I could just. I mean, him and Saoirse Ronan, so good. Anyway. Oh my god, I just yeah, I love. I like. I I got really frustrated watching Little Woman because I'm just so jealous of Timothy Chalamet, Saoirse Ronan, and Florence Pugh. Yeah, not Emma Watson though. Do, um, yeah. um so really fascinating. I heard an interview with Greta Gerwig, and she said that Saoirse Ronan and Florence Pugh are so beautiful that they actually literally have to light them less than other actors because their skin is so luminescent; it like bounces more light into the camera. Like, <laughs> this is, like, is so that is such a like insane thing to say about yeah. someone. But like, how crazy is that? Um, yeah. Uh, all right, so. Also, we spoke about this at length last year, so just go and see what we thought about it then. But Chaos Walking, that Daisy Ridley, Tom Holland <laughs> one, which I said at the time was written by um, Charlie Kaufman, but his draft, his um, script was thrown out, apparently. So I am no longer excited for How this How do you throw out a script by Charlie Kaufman, eh? Like- yeah. <laughs> um so this this is one of those ones. I, apparently, it's a disaster. It's unreleasable. Apparently, so that'll be interesting to see if that ever actually comes out. Um, next, we've got uh, next goal wins, which is Taika Waititi's new film. Oh yes. Um, so this is a like a film adaptation of a documentary, which is about a soccer coach who turned um, Samoa's team. It's an American Samoa. American Samoa. Yeah. Um, team into a laughing stock, one of the worst in the world, to actually qualifying for the um the football world cup um yeah so and this is Tiger works pretty fast so it's um it should be out by the end of the year because he's got to start working on thor love and thunder which comes out next year um so yeah again uh this is one of those things like you know the the storyline doesn't interest me that much but it's Tiger, so i'm sure dude Tiger mm. has won me over with each film he's made 
Like, like yeah. I started, I didn't really, the first film I ever saw from him was Eagle vs. Shark. Didn't really like his it. first film. And then, and then slowly started going through his filmographies that came out. And after Jojo Rabbit, which I thought was, as you can listen to on our last episode, was spectacular. Like, I'm just like, oh, I'll go see anything he does now. I'm so, I'm so yeah. nationally proud to have Taika Waititi, yeah. you know. And he's um, cast a uh, transgendered um because there's a transgender person in the yeah. soccer team in a, real a life. Fafafine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Nice. Um. Uh. So next up, um, don't know when this is coming up, but it's AJ's most anticipated film of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell them what it is? It is American Pie presents Girls Rules. <laughs> what the fuck um, is this movie going to be? I'm so excited. So for it's this. A, a, they're they're reviving the American Pie presents thing, um, and it's like supposed to be like a essentially. I mean, it's one of those things like there's people online saying like, oh yeah, it's about this, but it's like, you could just as easily. And AJ, what do you most want to see in this movie? Titties. No. Oh, dong. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You want to see dick, right? You've got to, you've got to, right? You've got to Um, to do, to show dick in this movie. However, I just found out today because we're like, oh yeah, cool. Like a female. um, Girls rule, man. Girls rule. Um, Girls rules. Um, it's the rules that belong to girls. Oh, right. <laughs> um, oh there's a, it's a possessive apostrophe. I it did is. not yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not the rules of yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, so it's directed by a man and written by four men. Hell yeah. I'm not ex- so, I don't think it's going to be good. I should say that. I am just like, what the fuck? <laughs> is this going to be... Either, it's either going to be a movie that's a really interesting... Um, uh, why, like an interesting time to do a a teen sex comedy, so it's going to have kind of like it might even be a little bit uh, prescient of what's to come, or it's going to be completely culture blind and be this horrible, horrible, like offensive and bad, bad taste film. Um, I had to add this to Letterboxd to add it to my most anticipated films of the year. <laughs> I had to log into TMDB. Do you know what that is? It's the movie database, which is apparently like the indie cool version of IMDB, <laughs> and add American Pie Presents Girls Rule and its definitive spelling um possessive <laughs> apostrophe and all um, and to, to, so i can add it as my most anticipated i'm just i'm just so intrigued i'm so intrigued with what this movie's gonna be mm. yeah more <laughs> power mm. to you mate um <laughs> good on you mate so uh next up we've got um so now this is all the netflix films netflix um tweeted a list of like what's to come in 2020 and i've selected you know a dozen or so that i that appeal to me for whatever reason um you guys might have different ones but whatever um go find the list yourself go fuck um yourself. do your own fucking go work. fuck yourself um <laughs> so um number one uh first one was my most anticipated film for 2020 is mank and so this is um david finch's biopic of um i think his name's herb mankowitz um who's the man who wrote citizen kane this is and uh, starring Gary Oldman. Um, wow, you have my attention. Yeah, it's so it's David Fincher's first film since 2014. So I'm just I've been longing for a new David Fincher movie, and I'm kind of glad he's not doing um, the World War Z two, even though I was very interested to see how that turned out. Um, yeah, so this was also uh, a script written by David Fincher's late father. Um, so he died in I think like 
two, like you know mid 2000s um but had written the script wow and so now david finch has taken that and is making a movie out of it um and so yeah i'm, I'm really interested to see this movie and just a new film from david fincher yeah sounds great agreed yeah. i'm gonna add that to my and list a biopic well. yeah a biopic of you know someone that, that we haven't known before yeah yeah the, the greatest film of all time next up uh rebecca so this is yeah. um, another adaptation of um the novel famously adapted by hitchcock which was his only film to ever win best picture i believe have you seen we watched it for movie club um last yeah, year. i did not it's it was real good real cool movie uh but so this is directed by ben wheatley who did um uh what's the name like free fire is it the name of the movie free solo um <laughs> no, uh, Ben Wheatley directed High Rise and yeah, Free Fire. Um, so yeah, could be good. Cool. Um, Hillbilly Elegy. That is interesting. Uh, so this is um, Amy Adams, Glenn Close, and Gabriel Basso starring director Ron Howard's adaptation of J.D. Vance's memoir of the same name, a modern exploration of the American dream about three generations of an Appalachian family. Yeah, I mean, Hillbilly Elegy is a fascinating book. Well, have you um, read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so nice. it, like, it, it basically, it sort of is quite, it's quite a political book because it basically tracks the kind of people that kind of like, you know, the elite the liberal elite of America really looked down on mm. in terms of like, you know, and, and kind of, you know, people who live rough and don't aren't sophisticated and, and that side of America that is kind of forgotten and kind of people just want to almost pretend doesn't exist. Um, and kind of looking at the conditions of life in that. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, Glenn Close and Amy Adams and that, that sounds amazing. And Ron Howard. Yeah. Well, no, but legit yeah. though, like that, that's the, I mean, that's Ron, a Ron, Ron Howard, Howard can do you know, yeah, the, Ron Howard can do amazing work, and he can do some work that you're like, mm, okay. This yeah, is the yeah. kind of Ron Howard movie I want to see, not not Solo, which is supposed to be like a cheeky, you know, space western. Mm. Like this is the type yeah. of Ron Howard yeah. movie I want to see. I want to see Angels and Demons, Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys ever see? Rush. That was an awesome movie, and that was Ron Howard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, next one's Da Five Bloods. That's Da D A. Um, so this is the latest Spike Lee joint follows four African-American vets who return to Vietnam searching for the remains of their fallen squad leader and the promise of buried treasure. Chadwick Boseman, Paul Walter Hauser, Norm Lewis, Delroy Lindo, and Jonathan Major star. Cool. New Spike Lee film. Yeah, yeah. Sounds cool. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, Paul Walter Hauser's a, a, um, another one that I'm really intrigued by. He's the um, the fat guy from um, I, Tonya. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The one who, like... The one who yeah. actually does the bludgeoning. R- yeah, Richard, yeah, yeah. Richard um, Jewell. Richard Jewell, yeah. He's um so that hasn't come out here yet. It comes out in a couple of months, and it's the um uh Clint Eastwood film. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see that. But there's kind of it's one of those ones that came out so late here, but it's not worth talking about being anticipated. Um but anyway, I'm looking forward yeah. to that film. Um uh to all the boys, PS I love you. They're making a segue to all the boys. I love Cannot wait for the Jared Butler dead like ghost letter inclusion in this Netflix property. It's gonna be so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I don't know, the first one was fine. It was kinda of, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was I weird. really enjoyed it. Um and I'm sure that like PS I Love You was the first film I ever bought on DVD with, with my paycheck. Wow. I bought it for my mum. Oh, nice. oh I was um, like, why did you Oh, you bought it for your mum? Okay. <laughs> um uh, next up, uh, Eurovision. So this is when aspiring musicians Lars, Will Ferrell, and Sigrid, 
Rachel, Rachel McAdams, are given the opportunity of a lifetime to represent their country at the world's biggest song competition, they finally have a chance to prove that any dream is a dream worth fighting for. This is absolutely like a mid-2000s comedy. Like, yeah. This, like, what is this doing in 2020? <laughs> yeah, this, this should have come out at the same time as like... Um, uh, Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. This is like literally yeah. Blades of Glory, but with a song competition. I mean, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be hilarious. I mean, like, I think it has the possibility of being hilarious, but it's probably going to be terrible. But I'm excited. Do you I- think actors like Will Ferrell in these day and age get kind of like uh, jaded that that their comedy isn't what's hot anymore, and so they're like trying to jam pack and also they'll into- go to, they'll go to netflix because netflix is like yeah if it's yeah, if, the, if it's yeah. a will ferrell movie we'll get a lot of people watching it um and so they'll be like netflix will give us money to do this kind of movie i mean cf all of adam sandler's netflix movies sure um so it's directed yeah, yeah. by um uh, the guy who did um wedding crashes the change up shanghai nights and I, the judge i actually really um i robert danny jr's <laughs> last um passion project i really enjoyed the change up really i really enjoyed the change up and i know Which i shouldn't the have it's the, uh jason bateman and um ryan reynolds, ryan reynolds swap bodies i f- uh, oh man i just not the jason bateman and melissa mccarthy no uh, that's not a body swap. That's identity theft. Um, identity. Yeah, not not te- a body swap film in 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 concept only. <laughs> um, okay, so next up, uh, another one. The last of my top anticipated for the year uh, that we're going to cover is I'm thinking of ending things. Um, so this is a road oh, trip. Oh man, I need to add so many of these to my uh, list. A road trip becomes a twisted mix of palpable tension, psychological frailty, and sheer terror in the latest from Charlie Kaufman, ch- starring Jesse Plemons, Jesse Buckley, Tony Collette, and David Thewlis. Thewlis. Oh my God, David Thewlis and Jesse Plemons. Holy Charlie shit. Charlie Kaufman, dude. I love those guys. So Come on, much. Tony Collette. She's definitely... Oh. Tony Collette. Oh, I very that. interesting. That's a oh. very interesting cast. Yeah, it was... Um, Brie Larson, but she dropped out and was replaced by Jesse Buckley. What is she doing these? I mean, guess other than Captain Marvel. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, but it's just like you do more than one movie every two years, you know? Like, I I want to know, like, what um, what is her next big dramatic role? Well, she was in a film called Unicorn Store that she directed, and it's really bad. It's on (laughs) Netflix. Really bad. Um, It's like, it's the weirdest how did this come out in 2019 film because she's playing a manic pixie dream girl and she's. The only character in the film, oh, and then it has the um, Samuel Jackson's plays. Samuel Jackson plays the like magical black man. Trope. Oh wow! Um, it's it's Just a, it's it's a weirdly evidence as movie. to why not every actor who has dreams of being a director should be given yeah, the exactly. keys to those dreams. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Charlie, new Charlie Kaufman movie I, always is very exciting. I love the title. I'm thinking of it's based on a book. That's and so that's the good. Name of the book. Um, nice. So next up, um, the last thing he wanted. We spoke about this last year, um, actually. Um, in this Joan Didion adaptation from D. Rees, a veteran DC journalist, Anne Hathaway, loses the thread of her own story when a guilt-propelled errand for her father thrusts her from byline to unwitting subject in the very story she's trying to break. So this takes place during the 1988, I think, or 1984 presidential election. Um, and this actually premieres... I think like next week at um, Toronto Film Festival, one of the film festivals. So we'll get, we'll see how it right. is um, shortly. Um, next up, Spencer Confidential. That's Spencer spelled S-P-E-N-S-E-R, weirdly. Um, so this is uh, Mark Warburg reteaming with director Peter Berg, who's the one that did um, Lone Survivor and the Oil Rig one. 
yeah. And so, like all those kind of movies. Like Mark, Mark Wahlberg's movie. Everyman Hero yeah. movies. Um, so, uh, Vetter, uh, so um, uh, he's playing an ex-cop Spencer who moves in with Hawk, Winston Duke. Winston Duke! Um, yeah. Um, an aspiring MMA fighter with his own rap sheet. Between gym rounds, the duo's taunts turn to trust and they team up to solve a double homicide. Now, oh, if that yeah. ain't a Mark Wahlberg film, I don't know what it is. And also, Post Malone makes his acting debut in this film. Oh, gosh. And according to Mark Wahlberg, he's incredible in it. Um, <laughs> oh, now this one. Over the Moon. Uh, animation icon. I'm, the, I'm just reading out Netflix's things. I didn't write all of these. Um, animation icon Glenn Keane makes his feature directorial debut in this musical adventure about a girl who builds a rocket ship to travel to the moon in order to prove to her father that a legendary moon goddess really exists. Now, uh, Glenn Keane is like a classic um, Disney animator. He um, made that Dear Basketball short with Kobe Bryant that won the Oscar. Um, and this could be this year's class, I think. You know? Hmm. Yeah, it sounds yeah, really it sounds cool. sounds like a um, a musical adventure. I mean, you know, uh, we'll see about how the how the music holds up or whatever. Um, next up, um, a film which I'm sure they just came up with the title and then worked a film around it. Um, so this is a Detroit cop reluctantly teams with his girlfriend's 11 year old son to clear his name and take down the city's most most ruthless criminal, Ed Helms and Taraji P Henson star, and it's called Coffee and Kareem. Oh, wow. Like as in Kareem <laughs> Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Um. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So, yeah, that sounds like fun. Uh, and then finally, um, Ryan Murphy's got a couple of films coming out this year. Um, this one, one he's producing, one he's directing because he signed a deal with Netflix. Um, so this one's called The Prom and it's uh, Ryan Murphy directs the story of a lesbian teenager who's banned from attending the big dance with her girlfriend. Uh, the Injustice prompts a cast of Broadway eccentrics to descend on the small Indiana town to fight back Meryl Streep, James Corden and Nicole Kidman star. Um, and so James Corden, he made it in. Yeah, he's um, playing. Oh, he um, a, I saw him talking about it on Kimmel. It's his first time doing an American accent for a role. How creepy! <laughs> no, how creepy is it seeing James Corden as a guest on another late night show? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, and was that that was the one where he's wearing like the bright blue yeah, suit? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think he's playing like a bombastic Broadway star who's kind of up himself. So it's one of those things. Like if he's kind of embracing the James Cordenness of the role, you know, it could be quite a good role for him. So that's twenty twenty. Didn't you say there was go. another one that Ryan Murphy was no. producing? Uh, yeah, but I didn't write it down. <laughs> you just wet- wetted our <laughs> appetites by telling us it exists. All right, do you want me to tell you the other Ryan Murphy I'm, movie? I'm dying I to just, know. I, the, I, the less Ryan Murphy I get in my life, the Who better. is Ryan Murphy? Oh. He's the uh, guy he's who American came up with Glee. Story, Glee, American Crime Story. Oh, yeah. Um, Scream Queens, Feud, Pose. Nip-tuck. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's... I mean, he's TV gold for a certain era. Yeah. 
Uh, the Boys in the Band, directed by Joe Mantello, is um, his one. Joe Mantello's play, adaptation of the play, follows a group of gay friends who reunite to celebrate one of their birthdays when the host's potentially closeted college roommate shows up uninvited. The evening is thrown into turmoil. I'll be watching both of them. All right, so that's it. That's 2020. That, that's your 2020 sorted. Just like the, yeah. the, those those. Have fun. Let us know what you're most excited for. Are there any that we missed out? Um, I'm always like curious when we do these um, to know like how many of these will make my top ten, and yeah, yeah. how many how much how many of my top ten will I just have not have heard of? At yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's that's always the thing. Like preparing for the most disappointing, it was like how many of these films did we have no eyes on and like mm. did not have any idea about it, but then they loomed up as like some of the biggest movies of the year. Yeah. All right, guys. So, what is your most anticipated movie of 2020? Mank. Write me down as a junatic. It's gonna be June. <laughs> hey, and I am, of course, American Pie presents. Pie presents. <laughs> um, and what, what is, is the dumbest looking film of 20? You'll have to lead this, Richard, because I don't have the list in front of me. What is what is the, your answer? Uh, Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Peter, it's still Doolittle. It's still the Peter first Rabbit Two, The Runaway for me. And AJ, I'll just give you one. Yeah, um, Trolls. No, uh, I have to be able Wonder to... Woman, nineteen eighty four. No, fuck you. No, you know what? I reckon it's gonna be American Pie presents Morbius. Girls Rules. <laughs> That'll, that's also <laughs> simultaneously yeah. the dumbest looking film of the year. Um, thank you very much for listening, everybody, and get ready for my little outro at the end. We have been record, guys. We have been recording for three hours and twenty minutes. Woo! This is big two episodes, but that's how long we've been recording for. Um, Congratulations to us. Yeah. It's 1am. It's 1am. This is what we have to do to get Jeremy to record in one go. Uh, anyway, I'm tired of you guys. Let's let's end this. All right. I'm thinking of ending this recording. Love and hugs. <laughs> for love and hugs. P.S. I love you. <laughs> Hello and goodbye. Thank you for listening to the most dumbest looking films of 2020 podcast. All two parts. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you all uh, felt that we covered what movies we know of adequately. Uh, Let us know in the comments what you're most looking forward to. uh, And that'll be really cool. And if you want to support Cold Popsha, then you can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, both the Cold Popsha channel and the Cold Popsha podcast channel. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cold Popsha. And you can also join our Discord server. That's really cool. That's where we just sort of chat with everyone about either the podcast or just what's happening in, in the news. Uh, it's, it's been really fun, so go and join that. You can also email us at coldpopshamedia at gmail.com if you'd like uh, and join our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coldpopsha. And speaking of Patreon, now it's time for a segment that is provided for us by our patrons. This is the post credit scene coming up right about now. <laughs> oh, what a great note to end that episode on, AJ. Oh, um, so good. So, the theme music as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. What a, that perfect editing. Uh, <laughs> so, this is our post credit scene uh, recorded live. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's live at one point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is, what is this, AJ? This is where our patrons over at patreon.com slash Popsha, I think it's our $5 tier, they are allowed to send us a question or a challenge. They have or the a discussion. Privilege. 
there to send us some of these for us to discuss after the music stops after the outro music stops playing we call it our post credit when the laughter stops yeah yeah uh, and this post credit scene comes to us from jack bishop who asks hey richard and aj i think it would be cool to hear what director appeals to you the most and why for example mine is edgar wright for the way he creates his comedy via some really cool filmmaking techniques thanks uh yeah Edgar Wright would definitely be up there for me he was one of the the first ones to really get me into film I think uh a film like Hot Fuzz uh that was kind of one of the first films that I remember really appreciating on an extra level um rather than just like I enjoyed it kind of thing um and that's because there's not a a frame of fat in that film every single line of dialogue every single Mm. syllable every single part of every frame it has a purpose and um for a comedy director i mean I don't, i'm not sure he'd call himself a comedy director necessarily but um you know for, for making like comedy films it's so rare to have that craft in the film and that's why something like game night was so good that it's like it's a comedy film that where the directors actually seem to care about making a good film yeah yeah um yeah yeah, yeah a good action comedy not a not a comedy action mm. right yeah where it's mostly a comedy but there's really good action but the other um uh other directors that i would say really appeal to me um david fincher big fan of his mm-hmm. i really like ryan johnson at the moment i'm absolutely enamored with with his his work um i really like um i really like, i really like a director named john carney who oh, did yeah. begin again and sing street and once i really like his style um i really like robert zemeckis I'm very interested in Robert Zemeckis's back catalogue. Yeah, um, not so much as new like, movies. No, no. I really like John Favreau as well. Um, I don't know, I actually have a list of directors. I can look at them. Um, oh, also like um, um, Makoto Shinkai, who did uh, Your Name and Weathering With You. And he's, he's in a few mm-hmm. other films that I went back and watched as well. And um, Hayao Miyazaki. Um, and the, just in the yeah. last year, I've gotten quite into anime. Well, no, I wouldn't say nice. I've gotten into anime. I did uh, my due diligence before going to um, mm. to Japan and really enjoyed some of their work. She hasn't directed a lot, but I really like um, Patty Jenkins as well. I really, I like, I guess because I can read her directing style, yeah. so I, I know how it appeals to me. Um, I also really like um, uh, Greta Gerwig as well. Yeah, Greta Gerwig's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So. Uh, those yeah, are probably uh, there's the also there's a lot me. of exciting paul thomas anderson oh really fuck like yeah there's a lot of really exciting new voices um and especially yeah exciting new voices like yeah jordan peele greta gerwig um mm. there it's like all the, these people that uh you know are now having the chance to have these unique voices and taika taika's one as well have these unique voices um that aren't just variations on the straight white male yeah absolutely Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.